Hey there, it's Dean Gemmel. We're already on the third episode of this new podcast from USA Curling. And if you've been listening, I hope you've enjoyed it and that you'll keep listening as we continue to make it better. Before we get into this episode, I also want to say that USA Curling is looking forward to a season that we all hope is closer to normal than the last one. And we want clubs and curlers to know that we are here to help you make this Olympic year as successful as possible. We're always working to improve what we do, and I hope that our members and our member clubs will reach out to us for facts if you have questions. Whether it's the membership process, championship events, services we provide, or anything else, we'd certainly welcome the chance to provide answers instead of trying to respond to rumors. As I say at the end of every episode, you can always connect with me through email. It's dean.gemmel at usacurling.org. That's dean.g-e-m-m-e-l-l at usacurling.org. I'm happy to answer emails, and I'm always happy to get on the phone for a discussion. Thanks for listening. You're listening to The Whole Spiel, a podcast from USA Curling that puts the spotlight on people who curl in the United States, people who are building the sport, and people who just flat out love it. In this episode, we talk with a young player who has a spot in the 2021 USA Curling Mixed Doubles Trials and is hoping to help her women's team earn a spot in those trials as well. She's also connecting with clubs as part of the customer service efforts at USA Curling. She is one half of a mixed doubles team that qualified for the mixed doubles Olympic trials last May in Wausau, Wisconsin. Jenna Bercheski, uh, welcome to the whole spiel. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, as I can see, you're on your way back from uh, an event in Oakville where you played with your partner in mixed doubles, Ben Richardson. Tell me a little bit about how the weekend went. I know this is a this is classic curling travel, right? You flew into Buffalo, drove to Oakville, and now you're back in Buffalo trying to fly home. Yeah, so uh, the weekend, it went well. We ended up going two and two. We had some really tight games. In fact, all of our games were tight. And uh, we ended up uh, missing out on the playoffs by just a couple centimeters. So, you know, it was a couple uh, of centimeters in the draw shot challenge, which was cumulative, right? Did they do all four games, all four games for that cumulative draw shot challenge? And you lost by a couple centimeters. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Probably less than an inch, you know? So (laughs) there you go. Um, So you've been playing, how long have you been playing uh, mixed doubles with Ben? Um, we started playing mixed doubles, let's see, probably about four years ago. Okay. And for people who don't know Ben Richardson, he's played with Luke Violet for a number of years, played with Andrew Stopera when they won both those units in different formats, forms, won uh, June U21 Nationals. Uh, I'm assuming that's how you got to know Ben, what, but through curling? Yep, exactly. We were yeah. uh, both playing juniors around the same time, so we met in juniors. Nice. So, so what do you like about the mixed doubles format? I know that's sort of your primary focus right now and and tell me what you like about it and why you're focused on it right now. Yeah, honestly, I really love mixed doubles. Um, you know, coming from somebody who's a front end player, there's a bit more involvement in the game just because, you know, I'm down in the house talking strategy, you know, jumping up, sweeping your own stones, things like that. It's a lot of, a lot of movement. Um, you kind of are just playing every single position on the team 
and yeah, it's uh, it's really enjoyable. And and you you're throwing typically one and five, first rock, fifth rock, every end. Yes. Yep. You, do you guys ever do you guys ever switch that? Have you ever switched it in your time playing together? We have not. Um, to be honest, it was not something that we ever really discussed. We just right. kind of have always played it that way, and it seems to be working well for us. Well, and that's a standard format for most. For I'd say ninety nine point five percent of the teams play it that way, with the idea that you have a male player might be able to throw a slightly bigger weight in the middle and move some rocks around. Um, what do you think about an idea to? Uh, alternate that each end force teams to alternate at every end. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would be interested about forcing teams to alternate each end, but I can say that there, there are definitely some teams who do alternate between ends and, right. you know, I think there's some strategy to the, uh, to how they're playing and, you know, switching it around. Like you said, you know, sometimes I know Ben has no problem getting up and clearing the front of the house when things get messy. So, you know, oftentimes that's really beneficial when we're up on the board but you know, it could, could benefit to alternate occasionally and be able to, uh, to get those nice draws in. Well, I sort of like to see it alternate, to be honest, in, in, in some ways, then, then both genders would be throwing the same amount of rocks throughout a game. I think that would be good. Um, and I, I think that could be an interesting dynamic and, and give a team a choice. Do you want to, how do you want to start the game? How do you want to end the game? Um, so I think mixed doubles is like something that's fluid, right? It's constantly, we're constantly trying to figure out how to make it a little bit better. How do you guys use, for instance, how do you use the power play in mixed doubles? Do you use it more defensively or offensively? You know, honestly, we try to just make sure that we use it every single game. So it just, you know, right. it depends where we're sitting on the board, whether or not it's going to be used offensively or defensively, but we make sure that, that we use it. It's, um, it's an advantage that they've given each team for the games. And so it's important to take advantage of that. Right. And for teams that are just starting to play mixed doubles, I mean, one thing you see a lot of teams do, right. Is you, if you have hammer in six or eight and you have some sort of lead, you might call the power play then to ensure that you score at least one. Right. I mean, that's sort of standard these days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let, let, we've covered that. Tell me a little bit about, um, about uh, your, your thoughts on junior curling, youth curling in general in the United States. Tell me, tell me, where did you start curling? Yeah, so um, I started curling when I was really young. I'm a third generation curler coming out of Broomstones in Massachusetts. And I'm a very big um, advocate for junior curling and youth curling. I think it's awesome. And, you know, I try to help out anywhere that I can. Um, camps, you know, uh, running junior programs at clubs, you know, I really like to help out with the juniors. I think that we really, as a country are in need of a strong junior program. And, you know, so getting as many kids involved in the sport as we can is really crucial. Now, now Broomstones is certainly one of the more successful programs we have across the country, both in terms of overall participation. I think they're at 80 to 90 total kids in it. And also in terms of the number of elite players, they, they, they churn out of that club. And, you know, I'm sort of, I want to see both sides of that grow. And I think we need to get more clubs with that big overall participation number. So what do you think uh, worked for you uh, since you're close enough in age, you might remember, what do you think worked for you as a participant in the Broomstones youth program? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think the biggest factor for kids starting off in curling is just making sure that they're having fun. You know, I think one of the main things that got me into competitive curling was enjoying my teammates and, you know, wanting to travel to bond spiels with them and just being out on the ice with your friends. So, so when you came in, did you start in broomstones? I know they do little rockers and they do an in-between and then they move on to the, did you go through all those cycles? 
I did. I, um, I started off in little rockers and I actually, I pretty sure I quit curling for about a year or two. I actually did not enjoy it, but, um, you know, came back. So I'm glad that I did come back, but, um, but yeah, well, well, you, you make a, you make a point there that sometimes I, I'm wrestling with, I don't know, you know, if I was going to talk to a club, just starting a junior curling program or youth curling program, I might even say, focus on those older ages and not little rockers. You started little rockers and quit. I'm actually reluctant to introduce my son to little rockers because I'm worried he's going to be bored. So it can be challenging, right? Little rockers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I know, especially at that age, it can be a little frustrating too, because you know, you're basically weigh the same amount as the rock and trying to push it down the sheet. And some clubs do have those smaller rocks that are a little bit easier push. But then I know for myself, you know, my, uh, my older brother was already pushing the big stones and I wanted to push the big stones. Right. Cause uh, whenever there's little rocks, kids come out and want to throw the bigger stones The trouble too. It's, I mean, the light rocks aren't bad, but the true original little rocks, they're, they're lighter, but then they don't go as far. So it sort of defeats the purpose. Um, uh, so, so tell me, um, uh, what you think, did you play other sports growing up? Not really. I no? pretty much dove headfirst into curling. <laughs> wow. What about other kids you've known of you, who, like, I know Luke Violet was a hockey player. Andrew Stopera, for instance, I'm talking kids or kids, young people are just out of juniors or just out mm-hmm. of youth curling. Andrew Stopera played baseball. Um, so what other sports do you, do you know of other kids since you were so full on in curling? What other sports did you, uh, do you think, do you know that kids played before they started curling? Yeah. Um, I know Allison Howell was a really good soccer player. Right. Um, Tom Howell was a baseball player. Right. Um, Amory, uh, used to be a cheerleader, Amory Duberstein. She uh-huh. was a cheerleader. Uh, Madison bear was a tennis player. You know, I think that, I think that there's a, there's no connection really between people who play other sports and people who curl. I think, um, oftentimes, you know, it's just kind of whatever sport, interests you you play in high school and then you know dive straight into curling afterwards well the reason i ask is i think going forward i'd love to see us as an organization try to connect with some of those sports that are offsetting like a summer sport and try to get some of those kids to to participate so we get more kids um playing who aren't just i mean i grew up as the as the son of curlers you were you were the daughter of curlers so but i I really want to see us get more uh open the game up to more kids who may not consider it and, and connecting with some sports like tennis, like baseball, like soccer, when a kid enters high school, then might think, well, I need a winter sport, or maybe I'm not going to play. I'm not quite good enough to play college soccer. So maybe I'll try curling in the winter, et cetera. So that's why I ask. Um, let, I also know you've started a new job with USA curling. We're happy to have you on board. Um, tell me a little bit about the job and uh, not that I don't know about it, but tell, tell the listeners about the job and, and what you're doing in it and uh, how you hope to contribute. Yeah, absolutely. So basically I was hired on as a, uh, essentially a customer service position. So my job is to focus on membership clubs in the U S and, you know, just kind of be that communication between uh, different clubs in different regions and uh, USA curling. It's definitely an area that, you know, I think communication is something we've lacked in before. And it's something that, you know, I hope that my efforts along with, um, I was hired with uh, Danny Casper and Coleman Thurston. I hope that our efforts together and, you know, efforts coming out from the curling clubs are going to be able to create a stronger relationship between membership clubs and U- USA curling. Yeah. I, I mean, 
I think I'm a hundred. I mean, well, I know everybody at USA Curling's in a hundred percent agreement that we we trying to improve how we communicate with our member clubs. I'm always open. I I reach out to clubs a fair amount too, or pretty regularly. Um, sometimes with annoying requests, but I I'm, I want to talk to them too. So I'm glad you guys are on board to do this, and I would encourage any USA Curling member clubs to know that they can reach out to you to Danny, to Coleman, or directly to me or anyone else at, at USA Curling. We are trying to be a customer-focused organization. So what's next uh, for Team Bercheski, Richardson, and Mixed Doubles? You've got the the trials are about a month away. Do you have another event before then? Uh, so we, have, we both have events um, for our men's and women's teams. We're going to be playing in Ohio, actually, this upcoming week for the uh, qualifier to the men's and women's trials. So True. we're both still, still in that boat, still trying to qualify for men's and women's. Um, but other than that, we're just practicing, you know, probably get some scrimmage games in there and getting ready to head up to the trials. And I should have asked you earlier, but who uh, tell, tell people who your, uh, your women's team is comprised of. Yeah. So uh, my women's team is Christine McMakin at skip. Jackie Lemke at third, um, myself at second, Maya Willerts at lead, and Nicole Prosk. Prohaska. Prohaska? Yeah. yeah, Nicole Prohaska. <laughs> Used to be Nicole Arsenal. Used to be Nicole Arsenal. Yeah, that was yeah. a lot easier than Prohaska. But interesting yeah. team because you guys are from all over, to be honest. I think Maya Willerts is from Michigan. You're from, from Boston. I know uh, Nicole Arsenal. Prohaska is from my home club here in New Jersey. So, uh, and Jackie Lemke's a Wisconsin uh, curler. So um, a sign of how these things happen. Right. So, and, and how did this team come together? Did you play against Christine or with Christine in junior in you, in you, you 21? Yeah. So um, I've actually played with Christine for a number of years in U21. And I should have uh, known that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. And uh, Nicole, um, she, her and I actually played mixed together, um, many years ago, actually out of your home club in New Jersey, oh, uh, we played with Tom Howell. And so, uh, recently she was looking to come back into competitive curling for women. So, you know, her and I chatted and it just ended up that we turned out to be on the same team. So this is when I plugged my home club in South Plainfield, New Jersey, who had produced Allison Howell, Thomas Howell and Nicole Arsenal Prohaska. So, um, and me, I'm going to throw me in there too. So there you go. <laughs> plus and a plus a senior men's champion. So for a little two sheeter in New Jersey, we do. Okay. Hey, um, Jenna, thanks very much for your time. Um, I know you guys are on a schedule. You're trying to get home. Where is home for you, by the way, twin cities now, right? I knew that. Yep. We're, uh, yeah. I just moved to Bloomington. Okay. And are uh, you enjoying that? Yeah, I am. It's a gorgeous area. Do you miss Boston? Area? I do. Someday, yeah. someday we'll be back. But oh yeah, people always go back to Boston. Well, anyway, safe travels home, um, and uh, I'm sure I'll be talking to you uh, later this week, not in a podcast, but just in general. Awesome. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for your time. That was Jenna Percheski on the whole spiel. If you've never seen Jenna curl, head over to the USA Curling YouTube channel to watch replays of her competing with. Ben Richardson at the most recent USA Curling Mixed Doubles Nationals. You'll find a link in the show notes. I'm Dean Gemmel, Director of Curling Development at USA Curling, and I hope you'll reach out to me with suggestions for future episodes or to share ideas that can help grow our game. Email me at dean.gemmel at usacurling.org. And remember to visit the USA Curling website to find news, get results, watch web streams, or check out some of the latest USA Curling merchandise and apparel. 
Be a member, be a supporter, be a fan, but stay involved in the sport you love. 